Hello again, everyone. This is the Bridge Hunters Chronicles News Flyer. My name is Jason Smith, and here are the news stories for this week's podcast. Two Pennsylvania Historic Bridges Honored by PennDOT for its Preservation. Historic Ludendorff Bridge over the Rhine in Germany to be rebuilt. Two Cape Cod Bridges in Massachusetts in the preliminary stages of replacement. To restore or to replace, that is the question behind the Artel Valley Bridges. Historic Bridge over the Oder near Poland to be torn down and replaced and a 400-year-old tree at Yosemite National Park falls, but misses a nearby historic bridge by only a couple of feet. Plus, we'll have an update on the historic Morbi Suspension Bridge in India. Now the news. Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Two historic bridges were awarded by the Pennsylvania Department of Transportation for the restoration projects. The bridges involved were the Bryn Mawr Avenue Arch Bridges in Radnor Township in Delaware County and the Sullivan Railroad Bridge on Main Street in Bucks County. The Bryn Mawr Avenue Bridges project in Radnor Township was awarded the Ralph Majesty Award for Excellence in Transportation Design, Preservation, and Archaeology for the rehabilitation of the bridges that carry Bryn Mawr Avenue over Meadowbrook Run, a tributary of the same run, and Doom Run. All street street structures were built in 1905, and the concrete steel beam bridge with decorative arch brick parapets over Meadowbrook Run is listed on the National Register of Historic Places. The Sellersford Bridge features a skewed pony truss bridge with riveted warning features. It was built by the American Bridge Company and spans the Septa Bethlehem Branch Railroad on Main Street. The 95-year-old bridge was awarded the Pennsylvania Historic Preservation Award for construction for its rehabilitation. Congratulations to those involved in the two bridge projects. Bonn, Germany. It was built over the River Rhine by Russian prisoners of war during World War I to supply German troops on the Western Front. It was a key crossing for American troops as it shipped over 125,000 soldiers plus equipment and machinery over the river as it marched towards Berlin during World War II. Ten days after its capture, it collapsed on March 17, 1945, killing 28 people. Now, 77 years later, the Ludendorff Bridge at Remagen is going to be rebuilt. This was confirmed by officials in Remagen during an interview with the Guardian newspaper. The project was in connection with a questionnaire where over 91% of the respondents favored the reconstruction of the through-arch bridge that was 325 meters long and was anchored by a pair of towers on each side of the river. These towers have been preserved in place as a museum on the Remagen side and a performing arts area on the opposite end in Erpel. The reconstruction of the bridge will cost over 22 million euros and will include not only restoring the towers, but constructing a crossing where, when completed, it will accommodate cyclists and pedestrians. Whether this bridge will mimic that of the one destroyed in World War II remains open. The Ludendorff Bridge and its history can be found in the War Page section of the Chronicles, one of which includes a podcast that was done by the Crit Bridge Boys. The Chronicles will keep you posted on the latest with this project. Sagamore, Massachusetts. Work has been ongoing to replace two Cape Cod bridges whose functional life have come to an end. They feature identical steel through arch bridges located over Cape Cod Canal, one at Bourne at State Highway 28, and another at Sagamore at U.S. Highway 6. Both were built in 1935 and were last rehabbed in 1981. 
State authorities have heeded to the recommendations to replace the two bridges since 2019 because of the increase in traffic volume combined with the age and deterioration of the structures in general. For both crossings, there will be twin bridges per crossing, which will minimize the congestion of traffic. The plan is to construct one span next to the old one, shift traffic onto that span, tear down the old span, and replace it with the second span on its original alignment. Each new span will have four lanes in one direction, totaling eight lanes in both, with an additional lane for bikes and pedestrians for each crossing. Already a set of through-arch bridges for both locations have been chosen. Because of the complications involving the mitigation process plus land purchase, the contract is expected to be let at the earliest 2025, with the project to begin in 18 months uh, towards 2027, and the twin spans to be completed by 2035. The Massachusetts Department of Transportation would then own the two bridges, which is currently under the ownership of the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. The federal government is expected to foot the bill for the two bridges. Already, meetings have taken place over the project between the Massachusetts Department of Transportation and local city officials to get feedback on the project, the latest of which was this past Tuesday. There will be more to come as the design and for the replacement spans are finalized. Cape Cod is located southeast of Boston. Bonn, Germany. It has been almost 18 months since the Great Flood of 2021, which laid waste to vast parts of the states of North Rhine-Westphalia and Rhineland-Palatinate. And while residents are still picking up the pieces with new houses and businesses, one of the issues that is pressing is what to do with the historic bridges in the R River Valley, which was one of the hardest hit areas. Dozens of historic bridges each one at least a century old, were either severely damaged or completely wiped out during the flood event in July of last year, which also killed 134 people in Germany alone. Many of the damage inspection reports have concluded that all but only a handful of bridges would need to be replaced with structures that are, either t that are taller and longer. Yet the most recent evaluation done by the German Society for the Protection of Historic Places, in German, Deutsche Stiftung für Denkmalschutz, has concluded otherwise. According to General Anzeiger, the report concluded that a reconstruction and repairs to the historic bridges would be more cost-effective than just simply tearing them down with the rest of the structure and replacing them because of the use of new materials needed to build them. Many of these structures affected are protected by law, which would open up funding for restoring these bridges. This report has received mixed results by local government officials, where on the one hand, communities are looking at constructing flood walls and other protective measures against future floods, which would eventually doom these structures. Yet on the other hand, it would be a cost-effective measure to restore the bridges and make them usable, at least for pedestrians and cyclists. Furthermore, some of the bridges have a history that's tied together to the community, as seen with the Nespo Bridge in the village of Resch. This 300-plus-year-old structure lost half of it during the floods. These findings will in doubt raise some discussions as to whether these bridges can be saved or not, looking at not only the financial aspects, but also the aspects in terms of flood protection, especially as many of these buildings along the river sustained substantial damage and are undergoing a complete reconstruction process. The Chronicles will keep you posted on the latest with this development. Stettin, Poland A key river crossing near the Polish-German border is scheduled to come down next year. The Ost-Oderbrücke is a two-span Baltimore through-truss bridge with riveted connections and shopper truss features, which was typical for railroad bridges in Europe. The bridge also features a Basco spanned single leaf. 
Originally built in 1877, it was rebuilt twice, the first time in 1909, and again after sustaining significant damage in World War II in 1946. The bridge spans the Reglitz near Stettin, which is also known as the Ost uh, Oder River, and carries a railroad line that goes to Breslau. The bridge has reached the end of its functional life and has sustained excessive rust and corrosion, which has resulted in the Polish railways to replace the bridge on its original alignment. At a cost of 350 million euros, much of it will be financed by the EU and the World Bank, the bridge will be torn down completely and then replaced with a pair of twin truss spans. The spans will be fixed, which means there will be no movable bridge span at all. The demolition of the old bridge is expected to begin in January of next year, and its new bridge is scheduled to open the traffic by, by, that time, by this time next year. The railroad line between Stettin and Breslau will be completely shut down during the entire time, yet trains will be rerouted. Passengers are expected to plan for more time when traveling in the region of Poland and places eastward. The bridge replacement is part of the project to make the railroad line a two-track line, thus encouraging more regional and long-distance trains to, to travel to Stettin and areas along the Baltic Sea from central Poland. And our last story takes us to Yosemite National Park in California, where an ancient tree fell, but barely missing a key historic bridge. The incident involved a 400-year-old sugar pine tree, which is located next to Sugar Pine Bridge, a stone arch bridge built in 1928, and the 106-foot structure is now used as a pedestrian crossing. The tree next, next to the bridge was showing signs of failing health in recent months, resulting in its demise, which happened last month. Its fall into the river barely missed the stone arch bridge by only a couple of feet. And while the tree is now dead in the water, its demise has some advantages as mentioned by park officials, quoting, Large wood like our pine that falls into rivers provides critical structure and habitat to a healthy river's ecosystem. The stream's current tosses about the wooden fragments, often lodging pieces into the banks and therefore slowing the flow of the river. At this slower pace, water can then jump up into the adjacent floodplain to nourish the riparian plant species, end quote. In addition to that, they also mentioned in an interview, fish in the river are also aided as the submerged wood provides shelter and nursery habitats for them along the banks. In turn, insect populations can thrive in the accumulation of trapped leaves and other wood, woody debris, fostering the food chain for all of the river dwellers. End quote. The tree's fall may have brought forth some vast benefits, though had it landed on the bridge with its size and weight, it may have caused significant damage to a point where the bridge would have been torn down. But for now, the tree's falls may have done more good for the environment than expected, something in general that leaves a lot to be desired given the situation on our planet and our need to protect it for future generations. And now we have an update involving the Morbi Bridge in India. As posted to the Bridge Hunters Chronicles a few weeks ago, the 150-year-old suspension bridge was located in Gujarat, and on October 30th, the entire bridge collapsed with hundreds of people on board the structure. At least 135 people were killed, with many more injured. The Gujarat High Court has recently started an inquiry as to what happened to the bridge and learned during an affidavit on Wednesday that the local government had awarded a contract without a tenure to a construction group which was obliged to close the bridge rehabilitation for 8 to 12 months, and then afterwards it would be held responsible for the maintenance of the bridge. All of these obligations, according to information, were not fulfilled during the agreement, 
which was since renewed in, uh, in March of this year. So far, nine people from the construction group have been arrested on charges of neglect and involuntary manslaughter, but there'll be many more criminal proceedings in the future. The towers of the suspension bridge are still standing, though it is expected that the entire structure will be torn down and replaced. We'll keep you posted on the latest with the Morby Bridge. You can find the article also in the Bridge Hunters Chronicles. Before we go, a reminder of the 2022 Bridge Hunter Awards. Entries are still being taken for the awards in the categories of Best Bridge Photo, Best Bridge Book and Media, Best Example of Restored Historic Bridge, Lifetime Achievement, Bridge Tour Guide, and so forth. You have 11 days to submit your entries. The deadline is December 1st at 12 noon Berlin time, 5 a.m. Chicago time. Afterwards, voting will start and the winners will be announced on January 21st. Information on the awards is provided in the news flyer. You can also find it in the Chronicles. Don't forget to subscribe to the Bridge on the Chronicles directly on the website or in the social media, Facebook, Instagram, and LinkedIn. We have a lot of news stories that were, that were published in the past few weeks, including a tour guide to the bridges along the Genesee River. We also had an interview with Matt Prey on the historic bridges of Keysville, which won the 2021 Bridge Hunter Awards in three categories. Plus, we have an interesting story of Georg Laps, who may be the founding father of the Parabolic Arch Bridge, which was the precursor to the Whipple Bowstring Arch Bridge. We've also had some other bridge enthusiasts have presented some articles on, of their own in, on historic bridges, including a couple of video do documentaries from history in your own backyard, as well as Sherman Cows, Bridges and Tunnels. You'll find that all in the Bridge on the Chronicles on their social media pages. So, subscribe to the Bridge on the Chronicles, both online as well as in the social media. This is the first podcast in about a month. Um, during the week of October 16th, I was infected with COVID-19 and lost my voice, which uh, took a couple of weeks or so until, until I was actually fully recovered. I just would like to inform everyone I'm doing fine, but would like to remind you to update your shots for COVID and also for the flu, because this winter is expected to be one of the worst. So my plea to everybody, stay healthy and stay safe. And that's it for this edition of the Bridge on the Chronicles News Flyer. I'm Jason Smith. Thank you for listening. And until next week, happy bridge hunting and happy trails till we, make it, till we meet again. Take care. Bye now.